Welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Podcast. This is episode 61, and we're going to be talking about the announcement to the fourth Steven Bomb. I'm Sophia. And I'm GC13. So this was quite some Christmas news. Oh yeah, this, even even last week we were wondering, well, when are, when are we gonna when are we gonna get to see new Steven Universe? First week of January is when. I know. Oh god, I was like dreading 2016. You mean like late January? But no, right, right on. Late January would have been tough, but we don't have to deal with that. Fourth through eighth, new episode each day. About two weeks from today. Two weeks from the day this episode goes up. Oh, I am hyped to say the least. Wow. <laughs> okay, my prediction, and I, I'm totally accepting wrong, but my prediction is that the show is going to specifically and purposefully never bring up how old Steven actually is. That's what I'm thinking they're going to do. I hope they avoid it, but I am kind of worried. Like, I think it's going to be the whole Steven bomb, and we're not going to get, it's just going to be a tease the whole time. Like, every show, or at least most shows, kind of have, like, that one fact that they'll never tell you. And, like, the one example that's coming to my mind is, um, in that 70s show, you never learned what country Fez was coming from. They do, like, the tease where it's like, oh, what country are you from? And then, like, something would interrupt. They also did a similar thing in the Fairly Odd Parents. You never learned the first names of Timmy's parents. <laughs> I think this show is going to have one of those things, too. We'll never know how old Steven is, but they might just not... They might not do the tease like other shows have, where they'll have, like, a bus right right in, for, right in front of it. <laughs> Shall we start with the answer? Well, I think it's only appropriate. It's not only the first episode of the Steven Bomb, but we were discussing a little bit of it last week. What did we predict last week? How are we proven wrong? Uh, well, I don't think we predicted much. All I said is that this made me think of the message, but... Again, it's an episode title. You can't go too crazy. Okay, so the answer, I think one prediction that I had made where it's going to be about Homeworld and the silhouettes that the animation style was going to be kind of based off of the one, which I still haven't learned the name of, that Rebecca Sugar said was a big inspiration. It's going to be the big intimidating Homeworld people that we're not going to see. Like, I don't think we're going to see a single diamond until Steven sees them in person. Hmm. It would be thematically appropriate for the non-ruby sapphire gems in the flashbacks to just be these big silhouettes, because they are very small gems in a world where you ha usually it seems you have to be big to be important. Very true. So do you think that in the preview video that that is the Sky Arena they're showing, or some other floating structure? I think that's not the Sky Arena. I think that's... Something different. And I mean, oh god, what was the- I can't remember the quote exactly, but rebel gems that were causing trouble in the promising Earth colony. And Homeworld had sent a team of diplomats to deal with the problem. And I'm going to predict as well that Sapphire was the diplomat and Ruby was the rebel. Just based off of their kind of- their outfits, Sapphire's got the diamond symbol on her chest and uh, Ruby has nothing. But we do have a screenshot of them standing there next to each other, Ruby looking kind of uncomfortable and Sapphire placid as always. I think Ruby's kind of discomfort is not so much of being near Sapphire as, you know, as a lot of fan art has chosen. I think it's, um, she's standing at attention. Yeah, she, she does look kind of awkward, though. Huh. Then it might be the other way around, where Ruby is the one being sent by Homeworld and Sapphire is the one who's already free. Or maybe they're both diplomats. I'm going to say, if Ruby is a diplomat, then she must be bad cop and Sapphire is good cop. Oh, that's a good... Um, well, would they be paired together is the question. Like, Ruby definitely seems like the type who would be... Whose purpose would be for war. Uh, like, some sort of combat gem. 
Uh, she, she's got a hot temper. I don't know what she is if she's not a soldier, but, you know, G the gems seem to be all about a place for everything and everything in its place, so whatever she does, being hot-tempered is a good thing there. If she's a diplomat, it's bad cop. And I think if, um, well, think about Ruby, though. Is she, like, that intimidating? Mm. I just imagine, like, an angry little Ruby kind of hopping up and down on the desk in front of you. I mean... I mean, she's not going to intimidate anybody into making a deal, but if she she's going to intimidate them into thinking that, okay, Homeworld's willing to walk away and call in the corpses, you know? Uh, she still doesn't seem the type to me. I know, it's, it's tough imagining her at a negotiating table, but if they were going to use her that way, that would have to be how. She would have to be the bellicose one. Sapphire would have to be the voice of reason, but I don't think... I mean, they're short. I don't think either of them have the final authority to speak for the homeworld. Yes, and I think if it's going to be a team of diplomats, it's very likely that they just send a couple protection, for example. So, I mean, if you're going to be sending a team anywhere with homeworld seeming to be so militaristic, you'll want every team to have somebody who can fight. But I think, you know, knowing Sapphire's personality, she definitely seems like the type to be very convincing and persuasive. Well, I mean, she's already seen the other person. Yeah, and she's got you know, future making vision. whatever agreement they're going to see or going to make. So it's kind of OP. I mean, I don't know how many character points that costs, but geez, <laughs> it's amazing the girl can walk. She can't walk. She so floats. I mean, and there, that probably costs more than walking. I, I don't know. I don't know what her dump stat is, but it has to be <laughs> negative. True. She just had some lucky rolls. Okay, so the next episode in the Steven Bomb is Steven's birthday. So I imagine Garnet wakes up Steven, and then they spend the entire morning, up until the morning, telling the story, and then the day starts. So we'll have, like, two episodes that cover a single day, like a single 24-hour period, probably. Well, unless they, have the, unless they have the party the day after, because Steven got too excited by the story, but I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> But yeah, and so he's got a birthday party out at the barn and decides he has some growing up to do. I wonder if he kept that professional beach hunk shirt, because that better make a comeback if he decides to grow up. Oh, someone came up with this theory that throughout Steven's life, he has never aged normally. He's always kind of like grown up based on his emotions. Well, I don't, I don't see that being very likely because remember, the gems were surprised when his age fluctuated. I mean, they might not have any idea how humans normally age, but you'd think they would notice, hey, he's just suddenly different today. Although it was, um, the like convincing bit of evidence here was that in the We Are the Crystal Gems video, the extended theme, Stephen was a toddler. Like, nah, that's, that's, he's pretty young, but he's beyond toddler. Yeah, but maybe not a toddler, but definitely. He's like, pretty small. Less than eight years old, because, okay, you lose all your teeth and you start getting, you're, like, done losing teeth by the time you're eight. So he must be, like, five, six. And he moved in when he is his current age. Yep, which was probably right around Gem Glow. So uh, how could it have taken the gems years, like, almost five years to build a house? Like, they seem pretty competent. That is a mystery. Mm -hmm. But I don't, I just don't see them... Not knowing about the age-fluctuating age powers, if that's the only way he's been growing up. Also, you'd think maybe Greg would have said something about the, Hey, Steven, weren't you like five yesterday? Now you're ten? I think it might not be that it fluctuates so much as that the progression is very weird. Like, it's inconsistent enough so that maybe that's why Greg didn't let Steven enroll in school. Hmm. Well, we still have that uh, graphic novel coming out. 
We do. Ooh. So that so that supposedly will show the show the big reason, but hmm. Yes, and of course Peridot is going to be learning what birthdays are. <laughs> Great old time with Steven. Ooh, I wonder if she'll say how old she is at the party. That'd be nice. <laughs> she's like five. Hmm. I don't think she I don't think she's that young. I think Pearl's probably around four or five thousand. She was four or five thousand when the rebellion started, which was five thousand what fifty five hundred years ago. Like I said, four or five. And so I'd like to see Peridot on the birthday. I'd like her to be younger than Steven in like years. Mm. To really prove that gem age is like completely irrelevant. Well, she does act kinda like a little sister around him, so that eh. And I still think it would be more, oh, I'm only a thousand years old. That's why I'm so immature. And so one that I am very, like, I think this one I'm the second most interested is the gems take a trip to the moon. It could have been great. That's suspicious. <laughs> it's it's almost like the episode title is predicting a reaction after watching the episode, having known the summary. That's almost what it's like. Oh, God. Mm. It could have been a great episode. I, I'm thinking it's going to be feels. Just by the way, it's kind of... Oh, and that, it could have been great. Like, maybe something about the war. Maybe some some mistake that Rose made. <sighs> Message received after that. Like, I think... Mm, oh, this... Yeah, that's... There's no way in heck that's not a response from Yellow Diamond. Especially given the, the next episode being about Steven listening in on Peridot's logs. Yes. Steven has doubts about believing everyone. I think... Peridot's log dates are going to get progressively more friendly, maybe? I don't mm. know. Log date seven? So, someone had pointed out that at the end of Too Far, Peridot's kind of final click had meant that she would no longer be making logs. But mm. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I never got that impression. It's still kind of a security blanket for her to be making logs. Hmm. You know, she has no limb enhancers, so she's making do with what she has. I'm just impressed with the perfect level of control she has over that tape recorder. She knows exactly <laughs> how quickly that thing rewinds. True. Very true. But if the gems are computers, I mean, you'd figure having a memory like that, especially for a technician who has very technical needs for their memory, I, I guess that wouldn't be too impressive. She's going to wear that poor thing's motor out, though. We need to get her something digital, something with solid-state memory. Yes, exactly. But I think, I think Pearl's memory is actually perfect as well. No, she she's forgotten things. I think not I so much forgotten, has. just not thought of something at the correct time, essentially. Hmm. And of course, he used to hunt and gather. What happened to that? <laughs> Always brings a smile to everyone's face. Yes. And I mean, you have to have perfect memory to be able to create holograms like that, but yeah, it might just be because the memories were important to her. Well, also people... People, humans forget things, but they're still able to vi vividly remember it. It's just not how it actually happened. So maybe, maybe Pearl's doing the same thing, but I, I do see what you mean. That's an awfully specific memory she's got in all sorts of places. True. And we know when Lapis was attached to the mirror, she's supposed to be, be able to play back exactly what she saw. So maybe, maybe they do all have perfect memory. Hmm. That sounds like a burden, but also kind of cool. Well, I mean, Par Paradot wouldn't need to wouldn't need to make logs though if she if she had perfect memory for all things. Well, I think 
the purpose of the logs is more to document for others to hear. And it also, because the mind is very kind of complicated and mixed up, what, like taking what's in your mind and putting it in physical words sometimes helps you process it. So that might be it. But I don't yeah, because she does have it still formatted in report form, not note to self form. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, like she read several hundred years of reports. I mean, they got to be something. <laughs> and she was confident that she still understood them, even though she didn't have her screen to show Stephen. Yes, true. So I don't know, that message received and given Stephen doubts. I don't think this is a bait and switch. I think this is one of those ones that's going to hit just as hard as they say it's going to hit. I sure hope so. <sighs> all, all, I, all I have to do is I have to comfort myself. They're not going to ditch Peridot. No matter what happens, we get to keep <sighs> Peridot. Have you seen that one where it's like the prediction for the end of the fourth Stephen bomb? Peridot is escaping, ready to betray the gems, and she's in her ship, and suddenly there's a montage of all the fun times they've had. And she'll suddenly realize the meaning of friendship. <laughs> and have a gentle gasp. Oh. Yes, I saw that one. I actually kind of uh, hope it doesn't go like that, because that sounds a little too cliche for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want her to be in the process of betraying them. I, I want her to be like, oh great, Yellow Diamond gets my message now, now that I don't want to be rescued. Well, I mean, she still wants to be rescued, but not the way Yellow Diamond probably wants to. Oh, someone had... I can't remember, I don't think this was a fanfiction, just sort of like a concept for one, where Peridot had died trying to protect Steven, so her gem was shattered, and Steven's kind of going through her logs, and at the end of it, she's like, I don't know if I'll survive past this point, but if I don't, Yellow Diamond, I renounce my loyalty to you, and, um... Yeah, I think that was a fan comic. And, like, the last thing was, if this is Steven, thank you for everything. And I'm like, uh, my heart... That would be really sweet if Peridot dies, <laughs> and, and and that's what she says. Not not that it'd be sweet that she died. If this is Jasper, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> she wouldn't know how to use it anyway. But <laughs> be a bit complicated for the uh, for the old warhorse. Yes. So I guess we we covered all of the episodes. There was a topic I wanted to cover. About that was mentioned in the preview for the answer. Mm -hmm. How the small team of diplomatic gems was sent because of a small, persistent group of rebels 50, or 5,750 years ago, which is about 250 years before the guidebook says that the rebellion properly started. I guess, I guess the party only really started once Rose joined or something. I don't know. But... So... How much do you think we're going to learn about the, the rebellion itself during this? Because there are a lot of timeline questions even now, and we know more about the timeline than obviously we ever had before. Yeah, I mean, we, we know now that Garnet had fused, or had Ruby and Sapphire had met before the war. You know, but the, there was still a rebellion on, but it wasn't the war, you know. Yeah. But that's interesting. The way Garnet phrased it, it seems as if rebellions aren't that uncommon. I mean, it could be, like like in human history here in real world Earth, there were all sorts of rebellions, and not all of them were armed, or most of them, in fact, were not armed insurrections, because those usually tended to get sliced up pretty harshly. But maybe when Garnet says rebellion, she means non-compliance. That form of rebellion. 
And it was only when they had a strong leader to rally around that the gems decided, you know what, we can fight this. That's actually pretty good. Maybe Rose was in the group. She wasn't. Maybe... Hmm. I think she was... I think the... I think the ships from Friendship imply that she was in charge of the colonization. True. True. So, I mean, there, there, that's another potential meaning of rebellion. Rose could have been the planetary governor and she could have been the, the one being non-compliant somehow. It's really... That would explain why they're sending people to negotiate. You know, why they're sending diplomats. You know, Rose, you got a job to do. I think the events in Rose's Scabbard, where Rose is having that conversation with Pearl right before the war, I think as Homeworld is sending the gems, this is definitely, like, the rebelling, but there's still definitely hope of just sorting this out and then everyone is on okay terms. Yeah, because then that that is the big decisive battle that basically says, okay, war's on. Mm-hmm. Because I think up until then, Rose was kind of just hoping to stop, to stop Homeworld from exploiting Earth. And then she's like, there's no way I can do this without starting a war. And that's kind of what the conversation with Pearl was. So I think at this point, Rose and Pearl have already met. They're already kind of doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. Well, if Rose, if, if Pink Diamond Theory is right, and Rose is, you know, a governor of some sort on the planet, then yeah, she probably already has Pearl. <sighs> hmm. It all depends on what the first battles for Earth were from Sworn of the Sword. It all comes down to timeline again. You know, were they fighting humans or were the first battles for Earth just, you know, kind of ritual combat form of rebellion? I don't know. I say that a lot, don't I? You do, but it is interesting. I'm trying to look into the future. I'm trying to think. What would a writer do knowing what they've already written? Yeah, it's that's tough. definitely something to think about. I just, I want to know everything. Please. You just wake me up when season five is over, you know? <laughs> yes, right before the movie premieres. I, I thought we didn't get the movie until after season six. Ah, okay. I want to know how everyone met. I want the three long stories, Harpo, Groucho, and Chico. Yeah. I guess Kindergarten Kid could be how they met Amethyst the first time. That would make sense. Don't know why we didn't think of that last week. Yeah, a lot of those Amethyst things could be flashbacks. Hmm. All right, is that everything we have? I think that's everything we have until next week, which will be our trivia episode. Um, I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. So if you guys haven't, make sure you go to our Tumblr account and submit your trivia question. I will be quizzing the others about Steven Universe. See you then. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.